Blog Talk Radio.
supposed to be. So contemplate that before approaching me. Got the south side right behind me, homie. And for me, that's plenty. Now the bypass the drugs and the haters and the handy play the politics right and ever so gently. Reach up and snatch that bread. Get the fam fed. Get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance. Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance. Damn, all I can be. I am more than a man. Y'all don't understand. Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question. And all I see is me. Father told me long ago ain't nothing free, so I was off the that cheese like a new kid. It's a revolution, so everyone be crucial. I can never break, you will never see me do so. Resolution, I will always be on top like revolution. Cut the lights cause I will shine bright. Pump the music, baby, it's a revolution. Feel the music, baby, it's a resolution. Pump the music, baby, it's a revolution. Rain in the windshield, the wiper blades got me dazing off and out of space. Working out my next chest move. A hole in the game to break through. In the meantime, I just grind and pray dues. Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shot shoes. Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise the face. And egos are much better than you. My flow is clever, five, so I can never lose. And you know it won't stop till a brother talking shop. In an office with a view, and a 30 story drop. And a pretty girl or two saying, man, we take your shoes. Clever, welcome to the top. Cause I need that gravy, checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded, laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it. Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby. If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me. Yeah, yeah. You've been listening to Long Road Home. This DJ Foo, they can't even use quick hit. Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Foo. Hit Clever, at Clever. Shout out to my nigga Jay, still in the studio. My nigga Lucy. This is how I think blowed out of my mind. Feeling like committing a crime. Get a lot for that. I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime. I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line. I'm representing my mans on the block. The chopper working.
to the gods. Peace to the gods. Peace to all the goddesses. Peace to everyone out there. You are now listening to another episode of The Foundation. You're on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Joe L. Speaker of Truth L. Of Truth L. The host here on the foundation where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. We're always looking to correctly apply correct information. Got a fantastic show for y'all tonight. It's going to take you slow and deliberate. Trustees and in commerce. First and foremost, I want to say, you know, all thanks, honors, praises, accolades, so on and so forth, due to the Creator and the ancestors. So without them, we would not be here. I want to say big up to Luke, the big brother Yusuf L, iFrequencyRadioNetwork.com, Yato, Extraordinary. No, just an overall wonderful dude, good guy, great heart, very, very smart. That's Big Brother Houston. You know, you can check him out at highfrequencyradionetwork.com. As always, always doing the thing. And as you always know, welcome to the foundation.com. Once again, that's welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. And the first thing you should do. I highly recommend that. So find the Facebook page, the Instagram page, the Twitter page, all on welcome to the foundation.com. The PDF section, three PDFs that you learn on. It'll take you months to read all that stuff, but it's 100% free. You can also make a uh, donation, a sort of consultation. I want to say, you know, I, wanna, I really appreciate all the donations that are being made lately. Maybe I'm getting better at this, I'm hitting more, more points or something, but you know, I, I appreciate it, thanks for the donations that people are sending out, I think I'm going to, you know, put something together special for those people who are really just making donations and not asking for anything, they don't want a consultation, you know, and, you know it's just, you know, thanks man, we appreciate what you're doing, and I, I really appreciate that, so shout out to anybody who's made the donations, man, y'all making them donations. You can also book a consultation, like I said, and check out, you know, some old episodes, find the YouTube page, all that stuff. Welcome to the foundation.com. I want to say peace to all the listeners, all y'all. I love y'all. All the live listeners, all the live callers, you know. I can see the board. Peace to all the, everybody who calls in every show. I want to say peace. Peace to all the archive listeners. Peace all the internet listeners, the podcast listeners, the MP3 shares, all of that. Definitely want to say peace to peace to y'all. Really appreciate y'all. I want to say peace to all the trustees, salute, and all of those who are investing in their private education. It's very important. It pays off. It definitely does. I want to say peace to anyone I've done business with, excuse me, business with in in the private. Peace to and peace and thank you 
to anyone that has made a donation. Like I said, sent an email or well wishes or, you know, a current event. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Um, or anyone who's otherwise added to, added to the foundation. People saying um, links. Some people text me links. You know, I got people who have, you know, trustees, you know, y'all know, you know. Yeah. And then I got people who email links. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You know, I appreciate it. And then, you know, always open. A lot of the stuff I use, some of the stuff I don't, you know, but either way, I appreciate it. I'm going to start off by saying this. No, 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 no. Let's get into the current events so we can get to the show. All right, so check it out. Let's go to the current events first and foremost. We're going to go to these current events. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all good? Hope everybody's good, man. Everybody doing their dance, man. I'm doing my dance, man. Mashing toes. CBS News. CBSnews.com. Check this out. U.S. budget deficit this year already 21% higher than last year. The federal government racked up $76.9 billion deficit in July with increased government spending and tax cuts keeping the country on track to record its biggest annual deficit in six years. The Treasury Department reported last Friday that in the first 10 months of this budget year, the deficit totaled $684 billion, up 20.8% from the same period last year. Revenues are up only 1% this year, the increase held back by a big drop in corporate tax payments. Spending is up 4.4%, reflecting a big boost Congress approved earlier this year for domestic and military programs and the rising costs of financing the debt. The Trump administration last month sharply revised upward its deficit estimates, projecting annual deficits will once again top one trillion in the twenty nine, I'm sorry, twenty nineteen budget year, climbing to one point one trillion and remaining above one trillion for three years. For the current budget year, which ends September thirtieth, the administration is now projecting a deficit of eight hundred and ninety billion. That would be up 33.7% from last year's deficit of $665.8 billion. That's all I'm going to go through on that one. Y'all can check that out on cbsnews.com, U.S. budget deficit this year already 21% higher than last year. Move on to the next one. All right. No, let's not do that one. Fed officials suggest rates likely to rise soon. Worry about trade war. This is Reuters. Fed officials suggest rates likely to rise soon. Worry about the trade war. This is on Reuters once again, y'all. That's Reuters. Reuters. I figured out how to say it correctly. Uh, Federal Reserve officials discussed raising interest rates soon to counter excessive economic strength, but also examined how global trade disputes could batter businesses and households. Minutes of the U.S. Central Bank's last policy meeting showed. The Fed, which released the readout from its July 31st 
to August 1st meeting today has been raising rates gradually since 2015 and is now concerned the economy is so strong that inflation could rise persistently above its 2% target. I know we don't like that. Inflation is really deflation. It's worth less. takes more to get the same things. Many participants suggested that if incoming data continued to support the current economic look, it would likely soon be appropriate to take another step in removing policy accommodation. Fed policymakers generally noted that spending by U.S. households and businesses appeared to have considerable momentum, according to the minutes. I read these as further confirmation that the Fed is firmly in its tightening mode and is very unlikely to be deterred from that path. This is Jeff Greenberg, an economist at J.P. Morgan Private Bank. U.S. stocks fell modestly after the minutes were published, while the dollar weakened against a basket of currencies. Y'all can check that out. That's as far as I'm going to go on that one. As Fed officials suggest rates likely to rise soon, worry about trade war. Next one, stay on Reuters. I'm going to stay here for a couple more. Wall Street ends mixed as the S&P sparks its longest bull run. U.S. stocks were mixed today with the NASDAQ gaining on the strength of tech stocks, while the S&P 500 was little changed as it marked its longest bull market run. The legal woes of two former advisors to United States President celebrity figurehead Donald Trump. I like saying that. My guy, my guy Dave from Thando, he'd be called celebrity figurehead. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get back to the topic. Contributed to investors' caution while the release of the Federal Open Market Committee's minutes from its last policy meeting had only a fleeting impact on Wall Street's major indices. Or indexes, I guess you could say indexes. I always understood it was indices. U.S. central bankers discussed raising interest rates soon to counter excessive economic strength, but also examined how global trade disputes could batter business and households. Somebody's texting me while I'm doing the show, man. How, how could you? How could you? You'd be ashamed of yourself texting me while I'm doing the show. Former Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort was found guilty of tax and bank fraud charges yesterday evening while Trump's former personal lawyer Michael Cohen pleaded guilty. Why does this matter? This don't matter. Investors are considering whether the twin setback will hurt the Republican Party's election prospects and widening a criminal probe that has overshadowed Trump's entire presidency. There was quite a lot of news that was negative for Trump yesterday and introduced uncertainty into the market. Oh, that's why it matters. We're at a point of technical resistance, said Robert Phipps, director at Perth Sterling Capital Management, I'm sorry, Capital Management in Austin, Texas. We need a catalyst to break through it, but there's not currently one on the docket. I can check that out. That's on Reuters. Wall Street ends mixed as S&P marks longest bull run. So longest bull run after a bull run, what? The bear market. They say, you know, uh, uh, the bull, bulls run up the stairs and bears jump out the window. So y'all can check that out. That's on uh, Reuters. I'm going to stay on Reuters. One more. U.S. and China officials meet as Thursday's tariff deadline looms. 
You know, what's going on with these, these terrors is terror for. U.S. and Chinese officials met for the first time in more than two months to try to find a way out of their deepening trade conflict, trade war. But there was no evidence that the low-key discussions would halt a new round of U.S. tariffs due on Thursday. A delegation of Chinese officials entered the United States Treasury Department today. Four talks, video on CNBC showed. Business groups expressed hope that the two-day meeting will mark the start of serious negotiation over Chinese trade and economic policy changes demanded by President Celebrity's figurehead Donald Trump. (laughs) I got to stop saying that because I'm laughing. Trump has threatened to impose duties on virtually all of the over $500 billion of the Chinese goods exported annually to the United States unless Beijing agrees to sweeping changes to its intellectual property practices industrial subsidy programs, and tariff structure. Beijing has denied the United States allegations that it systematically forces the unfair transfer of United States technology and has said that it adheres to World Trade Organization rules. The talks are the first formal interaction between the United States and Chinese officials since June, when the U.S. Commerce Secretary I'm sorry, Secretary Wilbur Ross unsuccessfully sought to secure major Chinese purchases of U.S. soybeans and liquefied natural gas. Trump on Monday told Reuters in an interview that he did not anticipate much from the talks led by the United States Treasury under Secretary David Malpass and Chinese Commerce Vice Minister Wang Shuwen. In the past, key members of the Trump administration have been at odds over whether to pursue negotiations with China or to apply pressure through more tariffs with Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin in the former camp and U.S. Trade Representative Leitzer and White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro in the latter. Asked today what the president expected from the talks, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders told reporters, these conversations are continuing. I don't have any announcements on them. Certainly what we'd like to see is better trade deals for the United States. That's heating stuff up. Moving forward, Asian markets set for cautious open as the U.S. enters the longest bull market in history. Here we go with this longest bull market in history thing. Asian markets are poised to open cautiously as investors look to the ongoing trade talks between Beijing and Washington and as the new U.S. tariffs on $16 billion of Chinese imports are set to take effect later tomorrow. Wall Street closed today. Um, with the NASDAQ higher and the S&P 500 a touch lower after marking its longest bull run. The Nikkei futures in Chicago and Osaka traded at 22,400 and 22,370 respectively as we're compared to the benchmark index last close of 22,362. In Australia, SPI futures were at 6,253 as compared to the index's last close at 6,266. U.S. and Chinese officials will continue trade talks in a bid to resolve the ongoing tariff wars between the two economic powerhouses. Discussions come as the United States is set to impose an additional 25% levies on another 16 billion of Chinese imports later uh, Thursday. 
Moving forward, U.S. Treasury yields slipped further after Fed minutes show officials divided over inflation trajectory. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note fell to multi-week lows today, while the Federal Reserve's latest meeting minutes revealed members split over the direction of inflation. The yield on the benchmark 10-year note fell to 2.824% off a low of 2.08% earlier in the session. That low marked the 10-year yield's lowest level since July 6. The 30-year Treasury bond yield is in the red at 2.986%. Bond yields move inversely to prices. Look, okay, so you got the 30-year note is 2.986%. You got the 10-year note is 2.8%. Like that, They're almost the same. So and then when when the ten year note is higher than the thirty year note, that's that inversion they're talking about. And that that is an indicator of a depression or a recession. Minutes from the most recent Federal Open Market Committee gathering show members fairly confident that strong economic growth would pers- will pers- um Will persistent at least for the months. What economic growth will persist at least for the months to come? They put persistent. Officials said it would likely soon be appropriate to take another step in removing policy accommodation, an indicator for a looming rate hike that is widely expected by markets. Policy accommodation. Here you go. Let's we'll start hiking rates and doing all this dancing. S&P 500 touches all-time high, ties record for longest bull market. Here we go with the longest bull market. This is CNBC once again. Talking about the bull market. What is the bear market? The bear market is a retracement. You know, you know, y'all can check that out on CNBC. I want to get into these next articles, though. I got uh, what do we got? Five, five more articles left. I'll run through them pretty quick. This first one we on CNBC. Google clarifies to users it still tracks their location even after they turn off location history. This is the Associated Press coming out of San Francisco. Google clarifies to users it still tracks the location even after they turn off the location history. That's all they say. That's all the article says. But that's big. So you got an Android phone. You run in Google. They're tracking you regardless. They don't care what you say. If you allow it, if you're not attempting to allow it, it doesn't matter what you allow. They're going to track it anyway. Me personally, I don't appreciate that, but, you know, I don't have a Google phone. So, I guess there's that. But that's something to definitely pay attention to. There's tracking. I mean, you know, privacy is really at risk. You know, uh, I would suggest that you get a feature phone. Those are the, they're called dumb phones, but really, technically, they're, they're called feature phones. So, they're not smartphones. They're feature phones. You know, um, of course, you know, you can't do your Facebook and your Instagram and all that, you know, crazy stuff on there. You can just pretty much talk and text. But at the same time, you know, you're limiting a lot of, you know, data that you're putting out. Next, IBM. Let's talk about this.
Let's go to this Wisconsin company. Remember this Wisconsin company? Y'all remember, remember I talked about this earlier this year. Wisconsin company. This is CNBC Technology. Wisconsin, Wisconsin company known for microchipping employees plans GPS tracking chip for dementia patients. Remember I told y'all? They're going to do it employees, and then they're going to do it. They're going to say it's for old people to help keep them safe. They already did the pets. And they, I mean, here comes the slow. It's, it's going to slowly happen. Wisconsin-based technology company famous for microchipping Willing employees plans to debut a microchip with GPS technology and voice recognition that would be powered by body heat. Three Square Market CEO Todd Westby announced on CNBC's Closing Bell. This is just today. We started with a simple little chip, and now it's evolved into a whole other business. We're in development right now of an actual chip that will be powered by the human body, and it will have GPS tracking capabilities along with voice recognition. Up, y'all. Yo, 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 um, yo, I'm going to read this again. I'm going to read this again. This is, this is, man, look, this blew my mind. It, I mean, I, it was just a few months ago that I was talking about this. They already, they moving quick. This stuff is moving quick. Look, we started with a simple little chip and now it's evolved into a whole other business. We're in development right now of an actual chip that will be powered by the human body and it will have GPS tracking capabilities along with voice recognition. They're going to put this in your body, yo. Got a plan? They're going to put this in your body. Three Square Market provides self-service kiosks to office break rooms across U.S. and abroad, but the technology company made headlines last July when it announced it would cover the cost of microchip implants for its employees. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. wasn't too long ago. I was talking about this company. This, this is another Yeah, this is a company because it was in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is the weirdest uh, state. If you're from Wisconsin, I still got love for you. But there's more serial killers coming out of the state of Wisconsin than per capita than there is coming out of anywhere in the, United, in the whole entire world, the whole entire earth. But you think it's flat around, it don't matter. Wisconsin is very interesting, yo. Man, it's interesting over there. A little over a year later, Westby says 92 out of 196 companies' employees have been chipped. Only one person, a former employee, has had the chip removed. The vast majority of our employees absolutely love the conveniences that have that having this chip in their hand really brings to them. Yo, y'all hear what I'm saying, man? Westby described the chip as similar to an ID badge that can never get lost. It assists employees with day-to-day tasks, such as unlocking doors, logging into computers, using printers, and buying snacks. Oh, it's so convenient. You can even buy stuff with it. The company initially received some backlash from critics questioning whether the company would be tracking its employees outside of the workplace. Executive insisted there was no GPS tracking, but that is about to change. Inspired by the chips, it implanted it in its employees. The company decided to develop a more advanced chip. It's not only GPS. It's not only voice activation. It's working on monitoring your vital signs. And there are different medical institutions that obviously want that. Said Patrick McMullen, president of Three Square Market and chip technology business Three Square Chip. It's going to tell my doctor's office I have an issue. McMullen said the company has had requests for quote, a bunch of other stuff, end quote, such as tracking people, 
but he said the most practical and worthy application of the technology is for patients suffering from Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Here we go. Without question, it's a worthy cause, and it's a product in demand. Westby, Westby said Three Square Market may be one of the first and most vocal about using this type of technology, but they certainly aren't alone. You see a lot of discussion now about implants and how they can take your heartbeat, get your blood glucose levels. You see Amazon just hiring a top-notch doctor. You see Walmart filing for patents on this. What we've really done is made it acceptable or brought it to the forefront where people are now talking about it and looking at the benefits it can do for a person. Man, I'm done. I'm done reading this. Man, take heed. Y'all, y'all better y'all better pay attention and look how this is gonna be. Pay attention. You know how it's gonna hit the normal population after they, you know, they already hit the dogs with these microchips. And then you know, hit the Alzheimer's and the dementia patients and stuff. With your loved ones, because you know you don't want your grandma, you don't want your mother just walking off and falling down a, a stream because of dementia. You know what I'm saying? So that are you know raising. The amount of money you give me in my paycheck so I can afford, you know, somebody watch over my elderly family member. You want to put a microchip in it and GPS tracking it and, and, and powered by the vitals, man. Look, so how it's going to come to most people is going to be through, uh, what do they call it, social programs and benefit programs. Think cash benefit. Think Obamacare. Think welfare. You understand what I'm saying? In order, watch, watch, watch. So anyone uh, requiring government assistance is going to be microchipped with the GPS and the built-in drug test and everything. It sucks, but it's going to happen. That's why I do these shows. I'm trying to get y'all free as fast as possible. That's why I do trustee training. I'm trying to get y'all free as fast as possible. That's why I do. I teach you how to open. I, I will give you. Well, most attorneys charge five thousand dollars for what I'll give you on a show for free about open, doing your corporation and properly classified and getting up and running stuff. I'm trying to help y'all get free. <clears throat> a workman's word is higher, but y'all know I'm stepping on toes. Ask anybody who's been one of my clients who's been a trustee training or something like that. Ask anybody. I go above and beyond, and I'm trying to get y'all free. This stuff is coming. This stuff is coming. This stuff is coming. You think I'm playing? Next next one. Apple and Google could save millions of lives, says this heart doctor. Apple, Fitbit, and Google create health devices that work well, but won't have much clinical impact. To have more impact on health, they should target devices at consumers who can benefit most from more exercise, do small randomized clinical trials, and link devices to doctors. They're trying to link your, your smart devices to your doctors. So give devices to the people who will benefit most by targeting interventions to specific populations at higher risk for certain outcomes, for example, heart disease. They will provide a fighting chance that interventions, such as increased exercise, will help people who actually need it. So it's going to be you got government assistance, you got government health care, you go to the doctor, they're going to give you some sort of Fitbit or some sort of like wearable technology. And they're going to say, you're gonna, you have to do 
these exercises. You got to do this. You got to do this workout regimen because you have high blood pressure. Your body uh, body mass index, your BMI is is too crazy, and you have to do. And we're gonna be tracking you. You got to do so many jumping jacks. You got to be do so much, so many steps a month. Otherwise, we're dropping your health care. What? What? Think of a plan. Think of a plan. And they'll be like, oh, oh, oh. So if you sign up for this health care package, it's really cheap. And, and it's really convenient because, you know, you can talk to your doctor from your smartphone. You can do a video conference with your doctor, and they can read, the doctor can read your vitals from your Fitbit. I'm telling you, here come the chips. Start small. If Apple and Google want to really make a difference in healthcare outcomes, they should flip their regular business models for these devices and start small, not big. So this, this, this dude is putting forth the case that Apple and Google should go straight into, you know, just double down and go heavy into medical. I don't, see, I don't see why not. First randomized trial of aspirin was conducted in the early 1970s. Among 1,239 men in the UK who had already had a heart attack, today aspirin is taken over by over 40 million Americans each day and is responsible for cutting the number of heart attacks by about 20%. Imagine if Apple and Google followed a similar path. Choose a high-risk population to test the devices, run a randomized controlled clinical trial, and provide a clear pathway to the link of the neediest patients to the right care. The outcomes could be spectacular, and if they aren't, we will know very quickly to move to the next idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Good news on the Bitcoin front. The SEC rejected Bitcoin <laughs> ETFs, which, I mean, really doesn't make any sense if you think about it. If you really know what an ETF is and you understand blockchain technology, I'm not really tripping on Bitcoin, really. Um, but if, you're, if you understand blockchain technology, that doesn't really make sense at all. Moving forward, check this out. If we're talking about Bitcoin. This is on Engadget, E-N-G-A-D-G-E-T. It's like a, a, a technology uh, news website. Federal court orders alleged hacker to pay for bail with cryptocurrency. A federal court has ordered an alleged hacker to pay for his bail in cryptocurrency. Think about it. Defendants in U.S. federal court cases now have another option for staying out on bail, emptying their virtual wallets. A district court in San Francisco has ordered alleged hacker hacker Martin Marsich to pay the equivalent of $750,000 in cryptocurrency if he wants to live in a halfway house while facing trial. It's not clear if this is the first instance of an American court accepting digital currency for bail. Assistant District Attorney Abraham Simmons expressed doubts about it to the Daily Post. However, it's likely a novelty at the federal level. Mauritius is expected to confirm the bail payment um, either, either yesterday or today, the 21st. Oh, that was yesterday. To some extent, the cryptocurrency option might have been necessary. Police arrested Marsich, a resident of Italy accused of hacking game giant EA to access accounts. While he was at San Francisco, he was at the San Francisco International Airport. Marish wasn't swimming in U.S. funds, in other words. This gave him an incentive to show up in court. This probably won't be the norm for a long time, if ever. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies formats are still quite volatile. A bail requirement, what seems harsh, 
one day could be trivial the next if money's value crashes. While lawyers could likely ask for a change in the bail amount in one of those scenarios, that's something that rarely, if ever, creeps up when conventional cash is involved. So think about it. Yo, I don't care if the dude's not a United States citizen or not. You know, it doesn't matter to me. You know, if a federal court is ordering someone to pay their bail in in, in Bitcoin, to me it's just ridiculous. Oh, geez, look at the time. All right, so um, the last one is um, CNBC, IBM has invented uh, coffee drones. They got drones. Predict, predict when you need coffee and they'll fly coffee to your house. Drones. Imagine that. So yeah, that's it for current events, y'all. So here, let's get into this. Trustees in commerce. Um, this is a great document, by the way. You know, this 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 thing is wonderful. I'm just going. I'm going to go through it. You know, um, it's written by a guy. His name is Carlton Weiss. You know, Weiss concise handbook. You know, he's the dude is cold. You know, he's an attorney and stuff. Um, this is not available on, on on the foundation, but if you are on the email list, I'll send it to y'all. Um, today's Wednesday, the twenty second. I will send it by Saturday, the twenty. What is that? Third? No. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Okay. Two days. Where's my calendar at? Why am I tripping? So we gotta have a calendar. So the, today's uh, Wednesday, the 22nd. I will get it. That was the 25th. I'll send it by Saturday, the 25th. But this is a great document. This, I mean, it's really short and sweet, but it's great. So um, a while back, um, I was asked to write a few paragraphs on the specific advantages of living your life as a trustee in everything you do, as opposed to as a sovereign or a secure party. I was asked to cover all related bases. That included a comparison to show how each choice would hold up in commerce. What I came to realize is that there's only one way of life in its own category that enhances all others. All the others are actually disadvantages in commerce. Y'all know I'm talking about commerce. We know what it is. These are specific instrumentalities that are utilized in commerce. At that time, I had just developed a surefire way of piercing peer trust. And I was on my way to finally uncovering the pivotal flaw in federal contract trusts. What my clients were asking from me at the time was a technology that would allow a statutory entity like an LLC to sniff out minimum contacts. People had and others that bound them to legislation jurisdiction, which would obviously allow the client to overcome the burden of establishing jurisdiction in their lawsuits against those people. I had no guilt about this because my philosophy is that ignorance is never an excuse. Please understand that. That's not a game. Ignorance is never an excuse. Equity compels performance regardless. Regardless. doesn't matter if you knew or not. I only assisted with cases that involve people claiming to be sovereigns, secure parties, general managers, managing directors, and other players and entities like peer trusts, federal contract trusts, and corporations so. In each instance, there was always a common theme, contradiction. This is some, yo, this is some toes pancaking. We're about to get into this. Pay attention. I'm going to go through it pretty quick. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some emphasis on. I mean, if you have the, if you can't understand what's going on, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna point out. It's really cold. Every single one of the people I cracked had contradicted themselves by their stated position compared to their actual position. Every single one of the non-statutory entities I helped pierce was a contradiction, contradiction by its intended nature and its actual nature. Read the game, the intended nature and the actual nature. I'm talking about form over substance. Definitely. Sovereigns were nothing more than sesquade trusts beneficiaries. Secured parties were nothing more than people with split personalities reflected in a commercial recording. Even though I understand where they went wrong, the way they went about it was so rife with contradictions, you got the sense they had a screw loose. They couldn't really be helped because they wanted to be respected as creditors when it suited their needs. Yet they wanted to be absolved of liability like wards of the court when the pressure was too much. Likewise, peer trusts were really nothing more than unincorporated associations calling themselves trusts. And more federal contract trusts were nothing more than partnerships wishing that they had the protection of federal courts under Article 1, Section 10 of the federal constitution. Uh, check this out. There were contracts indeed, but they contradicted the original intent of the constitutional clause they sought protection under because the participants were exercising a franchise either during the formation or life of the trust. What does that mean? Exercising the franchise during the formation of the life. Y'all need to check that out. These strategies I was seeing and continue to see place all the eggs in one basket. The really sad thing is the basket was made to hold bread. So the eggs never make it to the market whole. The sovereigns I studied um, during my research initially had a good point and a good case law to back up the point. However, as I um, sicked my investigative dogs on the case, I peeled back one layer after another of confusion. I saw the truth about the strict confines of any sovereign's role in the nation or kingdom of which he is the head. I was somewhat transplanted into the mind of the judges who had decided the cases most sovereigns rely on today. It became apparent that the case law actually shot sovereigns in the foot by holding over their head an internationally recognized standard they could, could not practically live up to with their limited financial and natural resources in today's commercial arena. And Big Brother used to be talking about this. In the end, I didn't even need to cite legal authorities to prove this to them Though articles like George Mercier's Invisible Contracts, Richard Lansfield's Benefits Accepted Equals Jurisdiction, James Montgomery's The United States is Still a British Colony, The Informer's Fallacy and Myth of the People Being a Sovereign, and timeless classics like William Whiting's War Powers certainly hit home. The problem most of them face is they invested a lot of time and funds into something that turns out to be false. They thought... They held sovereignty, but they could now see they voluntarily contracted themselves under uh, suzerainty at best. To be truly sovereign in olden times, you needed nothing less than a plot of land that you had absolute dominion over, a fortified castle strategically placed on the land as to protect you, the sovereign, a military to protect the castle and land. Workers to do the maintenance on the castle and land, a stockpile of weapons, high-powered enough to wipe out any threat inside or outside your castle and plot of land, a stockpile of gold or silver, and other material or natural resources to pay the militia, 
workers and sustain the economy that develops out of the daily needs people have when living in self-sustaining communities. This includes a stockpile of financial or natural resources to build up your reserves for tough times, and to top it all off, a full sense of how to negotiate with other people who are in the same position as you, sovereigns, especially those who have bigger weapons than yours and might want to take your castle by force or fraud to consolidate their own empire. Today, not much has changed except for that what electronic technology has made possible. To be truly sovereign nowadays, you need nothing, I'm sorry, nothing less than a full sense of, I'm sorry, a plot of land that you have absolute title to. Even stronger than the protections granted under the Castle Doctrine in Texas. It has to be a title so strong that it is recognized all over the world, not just in one state or country, because real sovereignty is an international quality. A fortified compound, a militia to protect the compound and land, has to be more than just guard dogs. It must be an actual military presence that sends a clear message to all within earshot of your land not to invade, much less trespass. Workers to maintain the compound and land, a stockpile of weapons or technology powerful enough to stop a modern military offensive against you, a stockpile of coined gold and silver to keep you from having to use Federal Reserve notes or Ameros or U.S. notes. You need sufficient natural resources to live on and pay your people with so as to not have to engage in commerce as a sovereign. Otherwise, you reduce yourself to the status of a merchant and your sovereignty is lost. And to top it all off, a full understanding of trust law as it pertains to sovereigns as trustees and merchants as beneficiaries, contract law, national security law, and negotiable instruments law, telling y'all, as well as the laws of power relating to sovereigns and other heads of state so that you can negotiate with the United States and state governments in a way that doesn't get you dead, conquered, or imprisoned because those sovereigns had more powerful weapons than yours. Otherwise, you'll end up like the Native American nations, many of which gave up their sovereignty to engage in commerce via gambling halls and casinos. The problems you immediately face are also all issues of practicality, such as while you can remove land from the unincorporated city or county, your title is not absolute. You cannot effectively exercise absolute title to land as an individual. Quote, as an individual, you cannot exercise absolute title to land as an individual. What tax return do you file? That's all I want to know. Are you an individual? What tax return do you file? At least not land that isn't in the middle of nowhere. This kind of isolation leaves you at risk of invasion and limits your flexibility in the in the information age. In isolation, you have no, quote, eyes and ears out in the rest of the world to stay ahead of other sovereigns looking to expand or consolidate their empire. Eyes and ears are what give you intelligence to avoid being checkmated. A compound is very expensive to build and difficult to maintain. Independent power, utilities, and services need to be installed off the grid. For internet access, you will need to build your own satellite. 
maintain your own servers, etc. Regardless, however, if the fort goes, so do you because the eggs are all in one basket. Having a private military is a direct threat to the United States and state governments who are far too corrupted to appreciate the absolute self, um, I'm sorry, their absolute right of self-defense, much less the right to bear arms on an individual or nationalistic level. A stockpile of weapons will attract some unwanted attention. It will deter other sovereign men, but sovereigns like the United States who stockpile tanks and missiles might not deter so easily. Though stockpiling can be done with prudence, especially with some ingenuity, the more firearms you have, the more suspicious other sovereigns will be of your motives behind stockpiling. An arms race then ensues, and, and you face the likelihood of invasion or preemptive strike. Using gold and silver as money with third parties is very difficult at this point because most third parties are still under the misconception that Federal Reserve notes are worth something. You would have to wait until the U.S. economy collapsed, at which time you could use commerce to conquer by buying up property for a fraction of the cost in gold. And historically, when they crashed the economy, um, 25 ounces of gold was, will buy up an entire city block, the whole block, with all the property on it. Uh, this is through research. You should research. Uh, don't believe what I say. Because who knows? I might be straight up insane. Even so, when you do so, you are technically acting as a merchant and you are no longer sovereign. Even if the gold is pre-1933, lightly circulated coin, or the silver is pre-1965, 90% monetary silver or junk silver, the sovereign who is whoever minted uh, the coin, which would be the United States of America in this case. And if you truly understand trust law as it pertains to sovereigns and merchants, contract law, national security law, the negotiable instruments law, as well as the laws of power relating to sovereigns and other heads of state, you will quickly realize that the people's sovereignty never truly existed. What's more, times have changed even more since the idea was first entertained. Our times now make sovereignty a disadvantage in commerce because the moment any sovereign sets foot into the rest of the world to get things done, Unless you do business by the barrel of a gun or barter using no currency or coin at all, you automatically give up whatever sovereignty you had by acting as a merchant. This includes use of a license, social security number, registration of an automobile, a weapon, or etc. Secure parties, nobody's creditor. <laughs> a UCC financing statement is a very mighty financial instrument. Indeed, but only when used for the right situation. Filing a lien on a trust you did not create and did not act as trustee for is inherently fraudulent because you're demanding a debt from an entity that owes you nothing. Think about that. Now think about that. Filing a, uh, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not taking away from you know the financing statement because I've seen it work. It works. But I mean, ultimately, what this guy is saying is absolutely true. Um, if the U.S. government decided to issue you a Social Security account number and thereby create a revocable living trust naming you the beneficiary, you have no grounds to file a lien on that trust. No commercial gain was had at your expense. Even if the trust is identified based on the name of the Sasquatch Trust, such as using your name in all capital letters. Now, check this out. Now, you can talk about uh, the energy that is that is exchanged for the Federal Reserve notes and therefore, you know, um, that is at your expense. 
you know, expense can be postulated or stipulated to be a lot of different things. Um, to, a com- com- to approach the commercial aspects of the creditor-debtor relationship, for instance, with the 1099 original issue document, without understanding the pivotal role trust law plays in all this is useless. The simplest way to say is that these are a- inadequate to fix the problem. A resignation, discharge of duty, disclaimer, or rejection of the beneficial interest are the only tools you need to remedy any issue related to holding an unwanted position in trust. If you don't want the duty, then resign. If you don't want the benefit, then reject it. Filing to become a secure party creditor may not be in your best interest, but you should definitely research that on your own and know exactly what you're doing. Now, trustee in commerce, body armor for commercial warfare. Now, take all that and place a simple barrier between the sovereign or secure party and commerce. The barrier is called an express trust under the common law. Throw out the fragile sovereign crown and give the man a bulletproof trustee helmet. Now, instead of him owning a plot of land with a castle, having a royal army and a royal staff of workers, stockpiling his own weapons, having Federal Reserve notes or minted coins in his personal possession, and understanding all applicable bodies of law to protect himself, he now does things on behalf of a trust. Pay attention to this. This is this is. This is this this is crucial. This is crazy crucial. This is absolutely crazy crucial. He needs to eat, but does he buy directly from the store with his own Federal Reserve notes or silver dimes? No. He buys on behalf of the trust and works out a private contract with the trust that enables him to eat the trust food and offset his trustee compensation. The trust owes him for carrying out his daily duties. Oh, he sees an advantage to owning a ranch in a certain jurisdiction, but does he make an offer to purchase in his own name and thereby acquire personal ownership of the property? No, he draws up an offer to purchase or offer to buy if the trust has gold on hand. The trust acquires the property and the beneficiaries of that trust benefit from his wise decision. He can then contract privately with the trust as to how he may use the property, offsetting his compensation if that use involves anything outside of his duties as trustee. Even so, there are ways to keep things strictly within trusteeship if you are really serious about living a trustee's life. Oh, man, this is great. This is great. You know what this is? Oh, this is great. Great. Let's say he needs to travel to the state to do the deal. Does he get behind the wheel of his motor vehicle with license in hand as though he's about to transport goods or passengers like any driver would? No. He's a trustee. Hey, y'all, right to travel cats, pay attention. So he gets into a trust-owned automobile, not a car, not a motor vehicle, a trust-owned automobile with a certified copy of the manufacturer's certificate of origin and bill of sale and his trustee identification. And he travels to that state on official trust business. Whatever contract he works out with the trust regarding offsetting things along the way with his trustee compensation is a private contract that is actually protected under Article 1, Section 10. 
There are no questions as to the validity of such blatant trust relationship. Who's asking another trust? The Constitution for the United States of America creates an express trust under the common law, as did the Articles of Confederation, to act as a limited governing entity. Article 4, Section 2 provides a clear protection to the trustees of such trusts to do business on behalf of the trust while not being subjected to foreign business entity laws. The protection is real. If the host state tried to stop you, the trust could actually sue and the state would likely settle out of courts. The state constitutions do the same for each individual territory. Therefore, the United States Corporation and all its DBAs and state corporations are, in essence, nominee trusts created under international law by the original express trust that were created back at the moment each constitution was ratified. Anytime one of these entities has questions for an express trust under the common law, they are asking an equal to show deference, not legally required. Article 1, Section 10, and Article 4, Section 2 can therefore be invoked anytime one of these entities looks as though it might impair the obligations you have to the trust or block your ability to administer trust affairs in a certain state as trustee. There's no need to run or hide like you would with a peer trust or federal contract trust. There's no fear of even being prosecuted. How many constitutional courts do you see these days? It takes someone like you to invoke constitutional jurisdiction, and that's a power. The extent of the protection may not have dawned on you yet, so allow me to point out that your obligations to the trust are as extensive as everything you do in your daily life. A trustee in commerce eats, drinks, and sleeps wearing his trustee helmet. His clothes, his toothbrush, and even his pants are trust property. When he has Federal Reserve notes, Ameros, or U.S. notes, they are in the trust possession by virtue of his trusteeship. Never in his personal possession. It's a lot simpler than some would expect. A simple document binder to hold your trustee identification, authorization papers, the trust's debit cards, I'm sorry, debit cards and Federal Reserve notes is all that is ever in your possession. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Check this out. Everybody's heard this. But at the same time, it is only nine-tenths. There is one-tenth remaining for situations such as this. This document and the document binder has the trust name and private property notice embroidered on the outside to designate ownership. The notice also names the trustee authorized to have the document binder in his possession. At that point, everything within the document binder belongs to the trust. And may be in your possession as trustee. However, the contents are in your are in the trust's possession to the extent of nine tenths of the law. They are in your personal possession only one tenth by virtue of physically being on you. The law, nine tenths of the law. Owner's uh, possession is nine tenths of the law. The law is the contract. Physical possession is the other tenth. Probably didn't know that. 
you are absolved of any liability associated with having the debit card or even worse, Federal Reserve notes. So for all intents and purposes, you have not reduced yourself to a merchant. I can go on like this, but I'm merely trying to illustrate a point. What good is it to be sovereign or a secure party creditor when your status is practically useless in everyday commerce? Not to mention, how well do you sleep knowing that the game isn't over until the king is checkmated? How many sovereigns are backed into a corner by the federal or state governments every year? On the other hand, the trustee sleeps well every night because he literally can't give up what he doesn't have and doesn't need to have. He owns nothing, yet he controls it all. As long as you maintain a strict separation in this manner, paying close attention to the nuances in your possession, you will avoid commingling of trust property and you will never diminish the protection. The commercial environment you are confronted with is as hostile towards sovereigns today as the American Republic always was toward poor Europeans and free Negroes. They were without legally enforceable rights. Did y'all know that? Did y'all know Europeans didn't have legally enforceable rights just the same as the, the, the free Negroes? Uh, you want to know why racism popped up? It had to. What they couldn't do for themselves would not get done, and there was no universal sense of justice toward them. As a result, they were easily conquered over time and became today's shining examples of 14th Amendment citizens, beneficiaries in mind and spirit. They became the exact opposite of today's shining examples of trustees in commerce because benefits accepted equal jurisdiction, even if the man accepting them happens to be an internationally recognized sovereign. However, whose jurisdiction are you under if you don't accept any benefits? And you see why trustees in commerce are in a league of their own. So I want to point out specifically right here. Um, you know, I've done a lot of studying with regards to trust. With regards to, with regards to trust information. But what this, what this gentleman pointed out right here in this in this document was absolutely gold. So he goes, let's say he needs to travel to the state to do the deal. Does he get behind the wheel of his motor vehicle with license in hand as though he's about to transport goods or passengers like any driver would? No. He's a trustee, so he gets into a trust-owned automobile with a certified copy of the manufacturer's certificate of origin and bill of sale and his trustee identification. And he travels to that state on official trust business. I know I have um, listeners in the Moors. That's why, you know, people talk about uh, the found uh, the, the founder of the Moore Science Temple created a trust in the nation, but ultimately it was recorded as a trust. The Constitution is written as a trust.
So this is very important. Whatever contract he works out with the trust regarding offsetting things along the way with his trustee compensation is a private contract that actually is protected under Article 1, Section 10. There are no questions as to the validity of such a blatant trust relationship. Who's asking another trust? The Constitution for the United States of America creates an express trust under the common law, as did Articles of the Confederation, to act as a limited government entity. A simple document binder to hold your trustee identification. That, that, that identification belongs to the trust. Authorization papers, the trust debit cards, and Federal Reserve notes is all that is ever in your possession. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, but at the same time, it is only nine-tenths. There is one-tenth remaining for situations such as this. The document binder has the trust name and uh, the private property notice embroidered on the binder. So it's on the front of the binder. There's a trust name and it says private property. Notice, private property. So, you know, the So L Family Trust. Notice private property on the on the front of the folder. That designates ownership. The notice also names the trustee authorized to have the document binder in his possession. So we say, so L Family Trust. Notice private property. Um, tr- uh, authorized trustee authorized um, to have in. Possession, and then that would be, you know, my name, so L. And that would be on the front of the folder. At that point, everything within the document binder belongs to the trust. It may be in your possession as trustee. However, the contents are in the trust's possession to the extent of nine-tenths of the law. They are in your personal possession only one-tenth by virtue of physically being on you. You are absolved of any liability associated with having the debit card or even the Federal Reserve notes. Y'all want to go private? This is how you go private. You want to hit me up, you know, um, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Get into trustee training. I don't care. Make sacrifices. I'm not trying to hear it. I made sacrifices. Trustees are making sacrifices. Some trustees get a second job. Some trustees sell stuff. Some trustees don't need to. It doesn't matter. I sold a bunch of stuff. I sold a car. Um, I sold a, a car. I sold some gold. I sold some silver. And I used a bunch of uh, some other bread to get my private education. That's what I was willing to do. I'll go back and do it again. I'd, I'd sell everything if I had to. It's not that serious. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. When it comes to being in commerce, the highest position is a trustee, not a sovereign, not a national, not a creditor. Either way, you're either a merchant doing business in uh, private script, such as Federal Reserve notes. And the most powerful position you can possess those Federal Reserve notes, possess that debit card. Possess all those things is in the fiduciary capacity of trustee. 
Now maybe this is what was missing With the right to travel Who knows I'm going to go to the phone lines in a minute We got about 10 minutes left on the broadcast If you are listening on the internet You want to call in 424-222-5250 Otherwise you will be disconnected You will lose your connection I trust That you know Y'all was able to pick up what I was putting down This evening You know this is all for you I'm not you know I'm doing all right, you know. I'm not. I'm not doing bad at all. Could be better. Things can always be better. But I know where I came from, and I know where I started, and I know that's where a lot of y'all are at. So you know, email me admin at welcome to the foundation dot com, and um, let's talk. Let's make it happen. Let's get you to be one of these trustees in commerce. Let me show you the ropes. Purchasing everything on behalf of the trust. With that being said, um, now is the time to be purchasing silver and gold. Straight up. You need to be buying gold and silver. It's really low. It's going to be low at least for another week or so, a couple weeks. Um, this is historically, this is the, the low season. With regards to precious metals, gold and silver specifically, you need to be grabbing your hands on it. Um, one of the most, one of the easiest and private ways to purchase gold outside of like getting up and bringing Federal Reserve notes and going to like a, a gold dealer or something like that is through carrot bars. Small pieces of gold. It's private. They don't ask for your social security number. Shipped through FedEx. It comes from a different country. Just keep your mouth shut, and you'll be all good. It's one of the only ways. It is actually the only way that I recommend using uh, a debit card or a credit card online to purchase gold. These two care bars. Now you can also sign up to be, uh, uh, you know, an associate. Uh, you know, make money. You do it as a business, you know, not as your only business. Obviously, we all understand uh, multiple streams of income is the pathway to wealth. So, if you'd like to do that, um, you can do that as well. Uh, they send you a, a debit card, as a Mastercard debit card, and it's denominated in euros. Like I said, they don't ask for your social, and they don't report to the IRS. I'm just keeping it real, and I probably shouldn't be saying that on the air. But look, man, nobody, you know, I ain't nobody. If I was somebody, if I got popular, I, I would disappear. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, I'm out of here. But, like, this is, this is the only private way to grab gold. You know, you can get a gram of gold for, like, $60, $70. It's um, $20 a ship, so you just buy a few grams and then pay $20 to ship all of them because they'll hold them for free. It's just, it's, it's something I highly recommend. I'm not playing. Like, I don't, I don't be talking. Y'all know I don't be talking about stuff. I don't know. So, as far as getting your hands on actual money, now is the time. Now is actually the time, right now. We're we about to hit uh, this economic reset. It's going to be all bad for people. And I'm not even going to, you know, I'm not one of those, you know, uh, uh, the world, the sky is falling type people. I'm not one of those extreme 
prepper type people. But at the same time, man, there is cause for concern. So admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I know Carrot Bars is like referral only. So if you want to get signed up as a customer or as an affiliate, just email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I'll shoot you the link. Um, I'll shoot you some information. Uh, I got this uh, really, really informative video that the sister did in one of the uplines as far as like how to get set up, what it means, blah, blah, blah. Really informative. I'll shoot you that. If you have any questions, I'll help you out with that. You know, it is what it is. I, I want to assist you to get into a better position financially and as far as um, with entity-wide structure. That's what I'm here for. So when it comes to setting up your proper entity, whether it's, you know, a public LLC, properly classified, your private estate, um, business trust, asset protection trust, family trust, private family foundation, getting your uh, proper uh, money, gold and silver, getting all that taken care of. That's, that's what I'm here for. So admin at welcome to the foundation.com. And, you know, I definitely get you set up as well as, you know, other ways of acquiring precious metals privately. Definitely privately. But I, I definitely recommend getting small denominations of gold and silver, you know, not just ounces. So I get grams, you know, get half ounce, get quarter ounces, so on and so forth. There's a higher premium on these, you know, types of, you know, products. But, you know, if there's ever a barter situation, like what's going on in Venezuela, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy, crazy going on in Venezuela right now. And people who do not have gold and silver are really losing. They're losing horribly. Families are losing horribly. Uh, prostitution is crazy. Uh, sexually transmitted is cra- diseases are crazy right now. Prostitution is crazy. Robbery is crazy. This is crazy over there in Venezuela right now. If you got money, you can go to, to a different country. They'll give you a visa. You go to the country, you got money because you're going to add to their economy. If you don't have money, you're, you're a refugee. And there's only certain countries that don't allow you to come into their, you know, to their economies, to their, you know, zones. Some, some, in a lot of instances, there's a difference between life and death. Let's just be honest. But protect yourself. You're in a position to, you know, hedge against what's coming. You, you, ignorance is no excuse, but you cannot say that you're ignorant because so L told you. I spoke the truth. I'm telling you right now. So email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Get your, get your, get your foundation pro- properly structured. Get set up properly. Get your real money. Get your private estate. You know, get your public entities uh, structured properly. Remove yourself from commerce and, you know, wear the hat of a trustee. Be a trustee in commerce. I highly recommend it. Um, once again, 424-222-5250. I don't want you to get cut off. I'm going to go to the phone lines. Uh, y'all press one if you got anything to say. Got anything you want to get into? I'm going to go to... Let's do this 929 area code. 4056. Area code 929-4056. Peace. Which name are you calling from? Peace, Brother Saldell. This is Sister Yvette. Peace, community, kings and queens. Brother Saldell, that was a... Excellent message tonight To the community For those who are Thinking about investing I strongly suggest That you do invest And for all of those that are Sending in the donations It's very much appreciated Because you can't put a price On knowledge And wisdom 
is priceless. The words of wisdom that comes over these airways every Wednesday, they're priceless. And before you know it, it might be gone. But the thing about it is, it was imparted. I started following Brother Salt Al from last year. And the wisdom and the impartations in a different area, I wish I would have met him about 20 years ago. Lord knows where I would have been now. But it, it, you're never too late. Everything has an appointed time and season. But to the community, it's getting serious out here now. And I can't stress more than enough. Like I said last week, stop investing in stuff that's not tangible. Start investing in your private. Start investing in your families. Start investing in yourself. Because before you know it, we're going to be like Venezuela people. They're not playing with us. They are cornering us in with these chipping, these trackings, voice recognition. It's about to get critical out here. So I strongly, strongly suggest you invest in your private. It's well, well invested. It's well needed. And the donations help a lot because that's what's keeping him on the airways. Y'all invest in your private. My brother, in the private, be blessed. Kings and queens, invest. You will never regret it. Peace, my brother. Peace, sister. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Love. She ain't lying. Hey, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. It costs me $25 every episode I do <laughs> on Blog Talk. Straight up. Like this is, when I say, when I do a show, it's charity, I'm not playing. Every single time I do a show, and a minimum, just, just monetarily, it costs me $25 every show I do. So I, I spend uh, uh, $25 every show that I put out on Blog Talk. It costs me $25. And that's not including the time and the energy that I put into. Uh, researching the show, researching the current events, and um, researching, you know, the uh, content that I'm, I'm putting out. So, you know, I don't be begging for nothing. I'm good. I just want to let y'all know. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it is. I'm I'm speaking the truth. I would never lie to you. You're bringing my guy, uh, my guy, Daryl. Beach family, how you doing? Um, so uh, I'm okay. I'm on Bluetooth. I don't know how I'm coming in. Yeah, Bluetooth's always bad. Okay, I'm gonna take it off then. How you doing, Sal? Okay, there you go. How you doing, man? Yeah, I didn't know. I know it was kind of like last week. Everything's alright. How's family? Everybody's well, family's well. Well, yeah, I'm I'm going over the water, so uh, I don't know if like I'm gonna break up. Um, but I'm gonna let you take it, and um, I'll talk to you in a few days. Okay. Okay, man. Peace and love. Peace to God. Get up, folks. You can get up, y'all. Oh, I'm breaking up. Mello, cop is about to come to you, man. You got that, that Bluetooth on? 
about a minute. Oh, uh, you got 60 seconds. If you're listening on on the on the internet, you haven't called me yet. Four Yeah, less than 60 seconds. It's a wrap. It's about to be a wrap. Have a prison. All right, Capitone, here you go. Peace, fam. How you doing? What's going on? Capitone? Hello. Yeah, I knew it. Switchboard's acting weird, y'all. Uh. <laughs> All the money they charge people. You know they charge everybody. Well, probably not everybody. But if you're doing prime time or whatever, you want to do it after people leave. And they still got they did get the stuff out there. What it is, what it is. I appreciate y'all. And you know that every week I be trying to bring the stuff. Trying to bring that, you know, put bring it out, bring it out here. You know what I mean? So uh, I trust that every person, you know, going on with the switchboard. I see y'all in the queue. I'm trying. It's really not working. But um, you know, the line is, you know, I'm I'm out here trying to, you know, not lying. I'm out here telling the truth and speaking it with regards to the best position to be in in commerce. That's what it all is. There's a, there's a dollar uh, amount to every single one of these. Items, whether it's dirt, they selling dirt. They're selling wood. They selling uh, water, salt water, salt fish. You can buy anything. You can buy a monkey if you got enough money. So like, this this is 100% commerce. So when I'm talking about commerce, I'm speaking about the best position, the foundation. If you if you don't start from the correct foundation. You're automatically going to be behind everybody else. But my job as your brother is to do my best to solidify and help you solidify the foundation of information and knowledge that you have with regards to doing commerce, doing business, specific instrumentalities, the best positions, uh, you know, classifications, all of that, the implications, the benefits, the liabilities. That's my thing. I don't. Lean to secure party. I don't lean to sovereignty. I don't even lean to nationality, even though, you know, those who understand know what I'm on. But if you can tell, I speak the truth and I know the truth and nationality, sovereignty, and, um, whether you're a secure party credit or not, in my opinion, has nothing to do with commerce. What has to do is the business being done, what's being taken care of, whether it's paperwork, procedure, is it a purchase? Are you going to buy it? Are you purchasing it? Those are two different things. Is it a discharge? Because, you know, Federal Reserve notice, it's a note. So it's a, it's a promise to pay. So you're just 
you're discharging the obligation to pay to a later date. So you don't you don't really pay you ain't you ain't, you ain't bought nothing you ain't paid for nothing. Purchase something, but you ain't you ain't bought nothing. You ain't paid when you handed them them Federal Reserve notes. You ain't paid for nothing. You tendered payment that was accepted because it's legal tender. But you ain't you ain't buying you ain't pay nothing. Paying is just like canceling out the debt. So. Okay, look, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this again. Let me, let me try 804 I saw that one pop up. Maybe 804 Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Peace. Can you hear me? Yeah, peace, brother. How you doing? Peace, the peace. This is brother Robert from Richmond, Virginia. Oh, peace, brother Robert. How you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Yeah, that was uh that was really a informative piece that you was reading. Uh it made a lot of uh connections make sense. And um part of what I what it made me think about was if that protection that is afforded is tied into um the the privacy nature of the individual, um, you know, in avoidance of the use of the word sovereign, uh, was just, you know, it just made me think about, um, you know, what is that protection uh, connected with? And then you also mentioned the commerce aspect. So I was just trying to tie those two together. I don't know if I'm making sense or not, but, um, you, you got any thoughts on protection? Is that you're acting contract? Okay, that's private. You know, and that's private. And you know, you're putting them on notice. That you, you know, your folders there, or your trust property, not your own property, taking the individual outside. You know. Uh, you you was going in and out a little bit right there. Can you can you repeat that part, that last part again? I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, that that has to do with the folder you're holding that trust folder, and that puts on the notice that that's trust property. So even the Federal Reserve notes that takes the individual outside of the situation, whereas you know it's in the possession of of the trustee, which is actually technically it's in possession of the trust. Right. Uh huh. Gotcha. So okay. Whatever whatever contract that you have worked out with the trust with regards to compensation, offsetting, you know, meals that you eat or, you know, things that you're wearing or, you know, uh, uh, drinks that you're able to, you know, drink or whatever, um, that private contract is protected under Article 1, Section 10. That's a contract between you as an individual and the trust. Now, most people would be like, oh, my trust is a contract, blah, 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 it's protected. Okay, the trust, the contract itself is federally protected. But then there's actions that you can do with regards to the trust that can um, negate those federal protections. But what what is made clear is the trust itself is a federally, federally protected entity, okay? But at the same time, any contract that the trustee has with the trust for any 
um, compensation or whatever that's outside Federal Reserve notes is also private. You know, so they'd be like, well, even even um, an internal revenue service agent, they'd be like, oh, well, this appears to be, you know, um, uh, uh, personal, a personal expense that you're trying to put on the trust. Say, well, uh, there's, there's a contract that exists between the, the trust and myself that offsets um, things with the compensation. And that's a private contract between myself and the trust. Uh-huh. So they can't demand they can't demand to see that. Now, if you're smart enough, what you'll do is you'll um you'll cause to be um created an affidavit stating that the there's a there's a contract between you and the trust as the trustee that offsets things such as this meal right here that you're trying to associate as a personal expense and then you can give them that affidavit that's notarized under penalty of perjury because you have personal knowledge of that contract but as far as them seeing the actual contract I wouldn't give it to them I would just give them a notarized affidavit saying that that's what the contract says under penalty of perjury because and the, the internal revenue service has no personal knowledge of the trust contract anyways so how can, your, how can that um, affidavit be rebutted it cannot Plus, on top of that, no internal revenue service can rebut an affidavit because an internal revenue service agent is acting under um, uh, Article capacity, uh, pub, uh, pub, not public capacity, Article Article, oh, okay. uh, Article One, because they're 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 employed by the Internal Revenue Service. Right. Gotcha. So, so they're 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 in a that's a corporate. Um, Agent or uh, representative capacity. So you know they they in that capacity. That's why if you ever ask an attorney, especially a public defender, they'll tell you you know you be in there like oh you sign this and you come back. You ask them is this is this a contract? They're like no, it's not a contract. And then tell them well you sign an affidavit saying this isn't a contract. They will get mad at you for saying that shit. <laughs> they will get no, upset. No. I've done it before. I've done it before. Like I've done it before. Dude went red. It was a European. His whole face went red. He was like, I'm not signing a contract. What do you know they say? I'm not signing an affidavit. I was like, why not? If you're saying this ain't a contract, why would you sign it? Dude was mad because, A, they can't. And you kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, uh, pulled the curtain back a little bit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's why affidavits, like, right. they need even like a, the prosecutor has to sign you know the order, and it's in their in their personal capacity. If they lose, they got to pay for the pros, you know, for the court case and the court stuff, blah blah blah. You know, they got to pay right. for it, and if they don't pay for it, they they can lose their bar card and stuff. So you know, this is very specific with regards to yeah, okay. So the trust itself is a federally protected um, you know contract, but also any contract that is made with the trust. You know, right? Those, those contracts are private as well. Now, of course, you gonna have to do business with maybe an, attor- uh, an attorney, well, attorney-client privilege. Let's say uh, a CPA, you know, a certified public accountant. Now, they might sign a, the non-disclosure under penalty of perjury, or you know, under uh, non-disclosure, and there may be a fee, like you know, 
$100,000. Just because it's private and it's under contract doesn't mean that they won't say something. You know what I mean? And them saying uh-huh. something is just a breach of contract. So you got to you be careful of who you put these contracts with and who you bring in the trust. But, yeah, I mean, it's very, very powerful. It's very powerful. That's why, like, none of my returns have been audited. None of them. None of my trust returns have been audited. The only return that was audited was um, the last individual return because I did some trust return in there, and the individual, there was, like, no, no too, not too much income, and I claimed one of my daughters or something for the child credit, and it was, like, $10,000 return, refund or something like that. So, you know, they, they audited the individual return, but it was the last individual return I ever did. Well, I ain't never had a trust return audited. I've had it questioned, but I never had it audited. It was like questioning, and it was like two weeks. It took two weeks to get it through, and I only did business through the mail. I wouldn't talk to them on the phone, and then so it took two weeks. But it was just they, – they were they were asking questions. They sent me something. I sent them something. They sent me something back. I sent them something back, and it was done. Oh. And so what, what yeah. did you just say about – you just said something about uh, – the attorney and a hundred thousand dollars. What did you say about that? Oh, I mean the non-disclosure. Like if you did a non-disclosure agreement with like your your accountant, or let's say, uh, I don't know, you got a trust vehicle and you bring it into the mechanic, and you're like, yo, this is a trust vehicle, so I'm gonna have you sign a non-disclosure agreement that you can't talk with the business of the trust. You know that you didn't, you never worked on a trust vehicle. You can't, you know, you can't. And then let's say the the, the mechanic tails on you anyways starts running his mouth uh-huh. you can't you can't it's not like gonna bring him to jail he's not gonna go to jail you know if you put it in the contract that if he does disclose that he has to pay a certain fee then you can perfect the judgment um against that mechanic and possibly even his business due to breach of contract but if he, he can stand on the contract and be like hey i have a non-disclosed like that the i can come talk to him and be like, you better tell us. And you're like, man, I'm under non-disclosure. I can't, you know, it's a contract. And the, the federal, the FBI cannot do anything to impair the obligation of that non-disclosure contract between, you know, that that individual and, you know, the trust. Okay. And so you were saying that that fee, uh, that fee could force them to pay hundred thousand up to a hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's if you put, like, if you do a um, non-disclosure agreement and you put in there, um, if you breach the agreement, you have to pay $100,000. Gotcha, and, gotcha. You know, the mechanic, uh-huh. you got proof that the mechanic breached the agreement. He started talking. So then, you gotcha. know, you can, you can bring him to court with that proof and that contract and bring him to a commercial court, you know, an Article One court, and then pursue a, a judgment or a default judgment for that $100,000 because he breached the non-disclosure. You know what I'm saying? But it has to be in the uh, contract. Got you. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Well, all right, Brian. Gonna hold up. Somebody else might want to get in. Um, and uh, you reading that article about the uh, that chip that works on with the body heat? Um, somebody oh, was man. telling me something about that about a year ago, man. I was like, uh, okay, I ain't really seen signs of it yet, but man, you just you just Put it out there. There it is. There it is. 
Yeah, be, be careful. We got to get, you know, if we can't become independent, we're going to be dependent. And if we're dependent, we're going to have to do all that stuff. So, right. Free stuff. Yeah, they're going to spoil We still have time. So keep keep working. Be, be diligent, consistency, and remain dedicated. And we still have time. Absolutely. Well, appreciate everything you do, bro. Oh, man, my pleasure. All praises to the Creator and ancestors, man. You have a great evening and peace to God. Peace to the God. All right, Melo, I'm gonna try you one more time, Melo. Melo Bay. I don't know what's up, with my brother. Yeah, I mean, you know, people who who are regulars, I like to bring them in first. Um, I probably should start reversing that. I can get other people in, but hey, man, you know, hey, it's it's my show. I'm so ill. I appreciate y'all. That's it. That's a wrap. Let's let's kill it. Let's 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 end it. Let's wait until next week and do it again. Make sure you email me at admin at welcome to the foundation dot com if you would like to set up a consultation. If you would like to get into the trustee training. If you would like to invest in your private education, shoot me an email or. You know, you can set up uh, your consultation at welcometothefoundation.com. You can also go to welcometothefoundation.com, sign up for the email list. You can find the Facebook page, the Instagram page, the Twitter page, PDFs if you want to read. Read? Free? You ain't got to sign up for nothing. You ain't got to do nothing. It's right there. Just go get it. You can book a consultation. You can make a donation. All from welcometothefoundation.com. And as always, I appreciate y'all. Get your hands on some real money, gold and silver. You want to jump into this care bars with me? Email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com. If you're just looking for ways that you know to privately acquire you know, real money, email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I have resources, I will plug you, I will take care of you. As always, man, y'all take care of yourselves, um, enjoy yourselves. This thing is coming, it's coming fast, but we still have time. You know, all that shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, you can talk to your, your parents your friends, even yourself, and have, you know, some of them shoulda, woulda, coulda stories. Oh, man, if I just woulda, look, you, ain't wanna, you don't want to do that with this next economic crash that's coming, this this wealth transfer. You don't want to be on that side. You really don't. Um, you really have the opportunity to set your entire family up for generations to come if you do what you're supposed to do. And that is what you know you're supposed to do. You know you're supposed to set up your private estate. You know you're supposed to acquire tangible assets. And you're supposed to own nothing, control anything. Quit playing, quit making excuses, and get on the ball. Straight up. It's all love, but I'm I'm very serious. As always, high frequency radio network.com. That's my guys. It's my guy. It's my guy. I love that man. And I don't care what nobody say about that man. Now he got trolls, he got haters. He's one of the, one of the coolest brothers I've ever met in my life. Y'all take care of yourself. Know that you're worth it. You're important. Do you know the forces of nature that's required to keep all of your atoms together and coalesced into your physical body? Don't play with yourself. Quit playing games. You're worth invested in. You're worth being invested in. And you are just acclimated to a system throughout your whole life that shows very little value to the most important things on this planet. Most powerful things on this planet. The most genius things on this planet. The most capable things on this planet. And that would be called 
humans or man-made male and female. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. And in these ways, you can love others and take care of them. But you can't throw anything in the air that you don't have in your hand. And this is probably one of the most important things that I can say. So with that being said, y'all have a great week. Take care of yourself. Read something. <laughs> and email me if you need anything. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. It's your brother So L, speaker of truth, seeker of truth. And I'm out. Peace to the God, y'all. Doing this thing all the way live. High frequency radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.